0: Today's scripture reading is found in Ephesians, the second chapter, the eleventh through the thirteenth verse. Therefore, remember that formerly you, who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, remember that at that time you were separated from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope. And without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were afar away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. This is the word of the Lord. We learned last week, uh, particularly uh, Pastor Mark was speaking some things. He said something about, we're already fixed. We're already fixed. And I love that word because, see, if you need healing, you're already fixed. If you need something for your finances, guess what? You're already fixed. If you need to pray for those children or something's going on in that home, you're already fixed. See, God's already done it. We just have to, like he said, God's reached down to us. We have to reach up to him. That's some awesome word. We have learned that we are separated from God because of our sin, but God through Jesus Christ has paid the price for our sins. It is nothing we have done. It is by grace through faith. He restored our relationship with God. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that raised us up to heavenly places. Seated us with Jesus and made us joint heirs with Christ. We are now in him. What more do you and I need? (laughs) What more do we need? Well, today Paul wants us to remember just how far God has brought us from to let us know that the Gentile is in the covenant and promise of God. Now, one thing I want you to know before I begin, he didn't just come up and say, you know, I think, and I'm talking about God, I'm going to include those Gentiles in my covenant." Because there are a whole lot of them, and it would be a waste of humanity. No, you and I were chosen, predestined, and included in the plan. You access it by faith, just like Abraham. Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, the first question, why remember, particularly when it was Paul who said, and he said this in, in Philippians 3.13, Now I like the message because it says it just the way I love it. It says, I'm not going to say that I have it all together, but I have it made. But I'm well on my way, reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus, I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. Amen. Amen. You see, we need a reference point sometimes to which we can ascertain where we are today. You know, like if you're in a ship, if you've ever gone out in the ocean in the water, and imagine you didn't have any clouds, you didn't have any point, you, you wouldn't know where you were. But they use a star. They use the star because it gives them a point of reference to say, you know, okay, I see that star. Now I know I can do a trajectory and I can go here and I can find out where I am. Well, that's the same thing Paul is wanting us to do today. He wants us to look and say, look where you were, look where you are now. See, that was then, but this is now. Amen. First of all, I want to start with circumcision. Circumcision is a Latin term meaning to cut around. It is the surgical removal of foreskin from the male organ. The Jewish people identified themselves with circumcision. Now, I want to start first with this. that We've got to first go where circumcision started, and that was in Genesis 17, the first verse to the 14th. And I'm going to read that. I don't put that up here, but I want to read it quickly because I don't have much time. Amen. (laughs) When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Abraham fell down. He fell face down. That was an act of submission. And God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham. Abraham. and I will be their God. Then God said to Abraham, As for you, you must keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you for the generations to come. This is my covenant with you and your descendants after you. The covenant you are to keep, every male among you shall be circumcised. You are to undergo circumcision, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and you. For the generations to come, every male among you who is eight days old must be circumcised. Including those born in your household or bought with money from a foreigner, those who are not of your offspring, whether born in your household or bought with your money, they must be circumcised. My covenant in your flesh is to be an everlasting covenant. Any uncircumcised male who has not been circumcised in the flesh will be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. On that very day, immediate obedience is what God likes. Abraham took his son Ishmael and all those born in his household and bought with his money, every male in his household, and circumcised them as God told him. Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised, and his son Ishmael was 13. Abraham and his son Ishmael were both circumcised on that very day, and every male in Abraham's household, including those born in his household or bought from a foreigner, was circumcised with him. Now remember, that the key thing is that God promised Abraham that he'd made a covenant, he'd make kings from him, he'd give him a land, he gave him all those covenants. And we know that from Abraham, the thing that happened is Abraham had Isaac, Isaac had Jacob, Jacob had 12 sons. Twelve sons ended up going into Egypt. They ended up spending 400 years in Egypt. And then from Egypt, God delivered them. He did a miraculous work in them. He took them to a point where there was an edge, where there was a, there was a great water that separated them, and the was coming, the Egyptians were coming to capture them or, or to kill them. And God made a way when there was even no way. He opened up the water. They went across. The water came upon them and wiped out the enemy. They then went from there to the wilderness. They spent how many years? Forty years wandering in the wilderness, not because God needed 40 years, but because they had doubt, they had unbelief, and God had to work things out of them so he could work something in them. And then from that process, when they were finally ready, now notice this, their shoes didn't wear out, they had plenty of food to eat, they were lacking nothing, nothing broken, nothing missing. God had them covered every which way, every direction. He then said, now it's time to go to the promised land. The Promised Land, they had to cross over Jordan. Miraculous again, they stepped out with the ark. The water opened up. They crossed over. First place they came to, Jericho. Great wall, walked around it seven times. Walls come tumbling down. God moved. They went. They said, God is with them. You have to forget that God dwelt with them. He was in the tabernacle. He dwelt with them, but only one could go in there, the high priest. They offered sacrifices daily for the people and for the nation. And then Solomon came. He said, let's build a temple. His father wanted to do it, but he had what? Bloody hands. God said, I'm going to put it on Solomon. Solomon did it. Built a wonderful temple. When it was done, they all praised God. And guess what? The cloud fell down. God showed up. What was different between the Gentiles and the people of Israel? They had the real God. They had God's real presence. Now, This is the thing. We have to remember where we were because we all used to be looking on the outside. We have to remember what separated us from the knowledge of God. And most important, this is the next thing. Remember that that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. Let that meditate we were without God. He's writing to the Ephesians. The Ephesians, it's not like they were like, you know, they were a civilized nation. They were civilized people. They had an economy. They were a thriving port. They had money. They had their own temple. They had their own God, Artemis. They had their own thing going. But when Paul preached the gospel message, something pricked them. Something changed them. Something they realized right then and there. This is what I need. And they took it. And when they took it, something happened. Now, this is the thing. This is all good for that time we hear that, but what does that happen to do with us? What does that mean for me? Because, you know, right now, I got to pay my bills. Right now, I've got a son and daughter. They're struggling. I don't know if they're going to make the right decisions. Right now, I've got things. See, but that's not just unique to us. That's all God's people. You see, everybody is supposed to be in God. See, the thing with the Israelites is that they kind of got a, a superiority attitude. They started thinking, you know, God's with us, and those, those Gentiles over there, you know, they don't have it. They're, they're uncircumcised. They don't know nothing about God, but see, we, we got God because we got our circumcision, we got our temple, we got our religious rites, And they thought they were superior. But the problem was that there was Judaizers, and Paul was preaching this message, and he's trying to get them to understand who they are in Christ. And they're saying, well, you know, you need to get circumcised too, because, you know, really that's the way it's supposed to be done. See, all they had was the Torah. They didn't have that letter until then. And then once they had that letter, Paul's trying to show them something. He's trying to show them that you have what you need. See, you didn't have that covenant. You didn't have that time when, 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 when say, David, he had that slingshot and he slayed that, that Philistine. He had that power. You weren't, you weren't there when Daniel was sitting in that lion's den, but that was for you too. You weren't there when the three Hebrew boys were thrown in the fire and the, and the, third, the, the fourth man in there was Jesus was walking with them. Well, that's the same for you. You know what? It's hard to forget that because sometimes we can get caught up in what we're doing. Sometimes we got to go back and remember where God brought us from. You know, I remember I used to do this. I used to do that. I mean, I came home and I'd go by areas and I'd say, oh Lord, I don't want to see that place no more. Or, Oh Lord, I don't want to see them. But see, you know what? That was then. But this is now. See, we're changed people. We've been made a new people. You know, those, those Ephesians, they're, they're, tr- they're, they're going about things. Those are just like us. They're, they were struggling with life, trying to make it. You know, and you know, we all want to make it. We want to make the best educations, the best schools, the best jobs, the best money. You know, we all want that. And, and the thing about it, God created us. He, he foreknew us. He predestined us. He chose us. You know, it's kind of like this. Life is kind of like this. You you, you go, you could be like a Jay-Z or or, or what's her name, Beyonce. And you just happen to, you know, to go into an elevator. And then all hell breaks loose. And then you walk out. That's, That's how life is sometimes. See, it don't matter who you are. It don't matter where you've been. It don't matter what you got going. See, you still need God. That's what Paul's trying to get across to them. You have what you need. So we remember what was missing in our life. We remember that time, you know, when we were struggling, we didn't know no way out, and all we could do was call on God. But he was already reaching down on us. Oh, so good. We, we remember that we thought we had it going on. We thought we were making it. We thought we were taking it. We thought we were doing all we needed to do. But, but you know what? We were still headed to the wrong place. But that was then. But this is now. This is the key. See, the Jewish people were still dependent on their circumcision. They, they were still saying, this is who I am. This is what you need to be. You need to be something. You, you really need to be like us. But you know what? But now, But now in Jesus Christ, You once were far away have been what? Brought near near. by the blood blood of Christ. You see, they had their ceremonies. They had their sacrifice. I mean, they sacrificed and they sacrificed and they sacrificed. And guess what? They had to keep on sacrificing because that blood only did what? It only covered it. It only covered it temporarily. It was just a temporary solution to an eternal problem. But see, this blood, this blood of Jesus Christ, that's the blood that did it all. That's the blood that solved it all. We're no longer looking on the outside. We are on the inside. Now, I don't know if I have any Jewish brothers or sisters with me. They're called Messianic Jews. But I I want you to know right now, they still depend on their circumcision for their identity. They don't have a temple anymore to worship, even though in about 135 and they say CE instead of AD like we do, they tried to do the sacrifice, but they finally said, okay, we'll put away with that. We're going to pray and believe God to restore the temple. But right now there's a what? A mosque on that temple. But you know what? We still got the covenant. We still got the promise. And what God did then, he can do now. You see what God wants you to know that all that that took place he is the same God yesterday he is the same God today and he will be the same God tomorrow But the thing about it we have a thing we got to be careful of But now through Jesus Christ you have been bought in by the blood of Christ we have the same covenant the promise, the relationship with God brought by the blood of Jesus Christ. We have the blessings of Abraham and we are seated in heavenly places with Christ. That means you're already fixed. All my needs are met according to his riches in glory. I am healed by his stripes. But like he said, you don't want just a miraculous healing. You want to walk in your healing. You don't want to just have a blessing, but you want to be a blessing. See, God wants to flow through you. God wants to flow in you so God can flow out of you. God always had a plan. He's always had a plan for both the Gentiles and the Jews. It wasn't about the outward sign of the flesh. It was about the heart. It has to be changed. The separation of Jews and Gentiles is done away with the difference is that the work of God through Jesus Christ, when we accept Jesus, all separation is gone. We are one Amen. body. we are one in the spirit, we are one in the Lord. Faith is the sole condition upon which the favor of God and salvation is obtained. Now this is what I want to do. I, I like what passed me because I'm getting ready to close now. <laughs> we took communion last Sunday my question to you is how do you exercise your faith when you eat of the body and drink of his blood see we can become just like the Jewish people and begin to absorb ordinances give me the cup give me the blood Hail Mary and praise the Lord and we don't even realize it we have to be cognizant that with that blood it said that we can what draw near to him my question to you and I is do we choose to stay in the outer court or do we choose to go in the inner court and kind of like settle in there but see the blood of Jesus Christ it brings us near into the holy of holies now we talked about it. we are seated in heavenly places praise the lord I'm a joint heir in Christ. Oh, glory to God. But do you know how to get there? Do you know what to do when you're there? See, if we start taking it as just a religious thing, I heard something when pastor said, he said, who can wash away my sins? And he said, nothing but the blood of Jesus. And something jumped up in my spirit. (laughs) Whoa, something hit me. Who can make me clean again? nothing but the blood. Today, we're not here to just shout, sing praise, and give God the glory. We're to do that all the time. We're to leave out of here refired and inspired. Pastor, you blessed me with this one word. You said, I'm looking as a fixed person to come in and to find other fixed people and just like a match to light this place up, to cause a fire that burns up and touches the world, and lets the light shine. And I'm here to say, City Church, you're on the way. Let him have his way. In Jesus' name.